This podcast replay is brought to you by Walton Rayom. Call for a free consultation, 954-966-4646. At Walton Rayom, they don't get paid unless you win. Welton Rayom handles property damage claims due to a hurricane. Welton Rayom can help. 954-966-4646. All right, all right, all right. There he is. How you feeling, my man? You feeling good? I'm doing well, doing well, yeah. Uh, getting some good rest now in the offseason. Uh, so uh, I like that. <laughs> I haven't seen all your articles, so I got to go by ignorance here. You haven't written any of that foolishness of Rabel for defensive coordinator, right? Um, I, I've had articles naming candidates, and then uh, I might leave a note like, all right, Mike Vrabel also was just fired, uh, but not like okay. not like giving him the whole name and then the big, uh, you know, whole rundown, sort of just mentioning, hey, you realize there's no like, shot at that ever happening, right? Like, no shot. Like, like there's so many reasons why. He would never take a defensive coordinator spot. He's going to get a job halfway through next year when they're firing people again like they do every year. His name will be number one, so he just has to wait. And next year he'll have a job. Why would he go backwards to defensive coordinator position? And what's he going to do, go to a team for a year? Because he's going to say, hey, guys, I want to be a head coach. And then here's the other thing. I love the people that talk about it for Miami. Yeah, so Mike McDaniel's going to hire a more successful coach than him. The guy he lost to last year. The guy that at any moment when things go wrong, the people above Mike McDaniel say, you know Mike Frabel's a better coach than this guy, right? Why don't we just fire Mike? And, and why don't we fire one Mike and hire the other Mike? You know, like there's so many reasons why – this would make no sense. It'll never happen. Plus, Mike Vrabel has no reason to go backwards whatsoever. He's being paid by Tennessee right now. He will be paid by Tennessee next year. And there will be a line going out the door for Mike Vrabel next year because right now there's a couple of owners going, you know, I'd rather have Mike Vrabel than the guy we have right now. So if things don't go well... I'm going to be eyeing Mike Vrabel here, and they probably told their GM that already as it is. So to me, the the silliest thing to to write, talk about, blog about, whatever, is Mike Vrabel. It's like what Alf just wrote now, which is hilarious. He goes, Miami should hire Vrabel for D.C., Sean McVay for QB coach, Andy Reid for O.C., and then bring back Shula to be the head coach. It, it's, you know, it's freaking awesome by Alf because that's – Basically, it's the same clownery. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know if that's a word, but to me, it's just silly talk, dude. Oh, do you, do you then get Bill Belichick as linebackers coach? Right. Like he was under Bill Parcells yeah. before defensive coordinator, like with Lawrence Taylor <laughs> with the 80s Giants. And all He'd be a great fit. He'd be the ideal candidate, right? Come on, uh, man. It does seem, yeah, from, especially from a pride standpoint, for, for both sides, really, um, uh, Mike Vrabel and Mike McDaniel. Vrabel just beat McDaniel in that December game on Monday Night Football. Uh, so it, it would have to really take a big uh, sort of like digestion of your own pride to then go and be under the, uh, a coach that you, you did beat head-to-head -head, uh, in, in a recent matchup. And then for, for Mike McDaniel, see, uh, I wouldn't want that either if, if I'm him. 
Uh, you see, like, like it's a little bit different with the Brandon Staley thing because he McDaniel at least sort of maybe humbled Staley in their last meeting uh, when he put up 36 points against the Chargers in his defense after there was one meeting where Staley got and, and Staley's a failed head coach where Vrabel is a successful head coach. So it's I was just looking it up, 54 difference. and 45 in his career in the regular season, and then he has two playoff wins uh, from one run of a few years back. So, yeah, and now I wouldn't say no chance either because then I, w- I was just thinking of uh, Dan Quinn uh, at, at, because he was hired uh, th- within this week. Uh, so then it got me thinking, wait, so uh, when he – uh, what and uh, and the Falcons parted ways. Was he then immediately defensive coordinator of the Cowboys? And he was. Uh, it was the very next year, twenty twenty one. Then uh, he goes and takes that job. Yeah, yeah, so, but he was he was a failed coach. I mean, it yeah. was going bad. No, no, he, no career, right. But then it went completely it down. Downhill. Yeah, it went downhill for several years straight, like three years straight. It got worse and worse and worse in his game management skills and all that. There was a lot of problems with Dan Quinn's teams as a head coach. And it went downhill, and he had to go back to being a head coach to kind of resurrect his career. This is different. Mike Vrabel did not fail. This is some stupid idea by the daughter of of uh, of Bud Adams that, you know, whatever. You know, and she wanted to fire him. But Mike Vrabel, I don't think anybody would say Mike Vrabel deserved to get fired. Anyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You would put it on a 0% chance. I'd put it at zero. Like no more than a five, than a 5% chance. No, I'd no, no. I leave, leave a slight window open. No <laughs> window. Slight. No window. <laughs> None at all. He's not failed. It's If he was a failure as a head coach, then I would give you a higher, a way higher percentage. But a guy that is definitely head coach material no way. That guy has to stay back and and get paid like a head coach next year from Tennessee because he's under contract and wait for a team yeah. to knock on his door because somebody's going to knock on Mike Vrabel's door next year. Yeah. I, I don't know get- if there was something different with Dan Quinn's contract situation when that occurred. So may, uh, that that could also have uh, something to do with it. So. Yeah, yeah. But but Dan was had to go back and kind of resurrect himself and then get back and get another head coaching job. And that's what, uh, by the way, that's what Raheem Morris is doing also. Raheem Morris was a failed head coach, had to go back to being a coordinator. Actually, I think he ended up becoming a position coach, then a defensive coordinator, and now he's back to getting another head coaching job just like Dan Quinn. Both guys had to kind of resurrect their careers after failed runs, unfortunately. I actually kind of forgot about Raheem Morris's first uh, stint as a head coach until I was uh, just researching all the places that all the different co- uh, coordinator candidates had, had gone. And, uh, I mean – you know, and, and Morse was like one of those, like like Vrabel almost, where it was all, it was just an outside, very outside shot. I mean, he's gonna he ends up becoming a head coach this cycle. But I was just doing my due diligence just in case, and then I I remembered, oh yeah, he was uh, previously a head coach uh, that that one time. So. I was uh, I was in the combine the year he got the job wow. uh, with the Bucks for being the head coach. Right, it was the Bucks, right? Yeah. If I remember correctly, I, right? It was the Bucks, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. um and I was smoking cigars with a very prominent head coach that is still in the in the league right now, uh, and three other assistant coaches, like two scouts and like three agents. And so it was all of us. We were at uh, Nikki Blaine's, and we're all smoking and talking for like till two in the two like two in the morning, one thirty or something like that. 
and uh, and Raheem got the job, and most of those guys, including the head coach who knows him personally, they were so pumped for him, and they felt like he he is a, an up and coming star in this. And then, unfortunately, because he was young, and I and I see a lot of Mike McDaniel in the mistakes that McDaniel makes. Raheem kind of made those kind of mistakes too, where he thought he was he could get closer to the players. You know what I mean? Because he has that that vibrant personality. Raheem, I don't know if you've ever met Raheem, but he's got this amazing personality, electrifying personality. And uh, and maybe he was a little too young and green at that moment. But uh, there are people around the league that really like Raheem Morris as a coach. So it's going to be interesting to see if he learned his lesson from Tampa and then can can get it done. Because we have a guy that now we've seen, while you like his personality and you like – his offensive mind, there's no doubt, but there, there are some problems. There are some issues because he's a green coach and we're watching mistakes that are constantly made. And if he doesn't fix them, it goes by the way of Dan Quinn and Raheem Morris. Yeah. And, and I'm optimistic on McDaniel on that front. I, I feel like he's very aware of, of what his own shortcomings are. Uh, it's not like you ever catch him when you bring something up, and it's not like he that caught him by surprise or he wasn't already thinking about it more so is what I'm trying to say. And he's not so defiant. He's not defiant with you guys. Like, no, that that's not happening. That's right. not true. Doesn't get defensive that way. Right. Yeah. 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 Yes. So, yeah, he's aware of those things. And, and I think he does try to attack uh, any shortcomings, whether it's his own, whether it's that he can identify on his staff on his roster. He, he tries to attack those things. So it does leave me confident that um, whether it's uh, play calling and looking at himself uh, as a play caller, whether it's that he, I don't, I don't know if he'll necessarily give up play calling duties. I don't think he'll go that far, but uh, if it's just taking an introspective look at how he, he goes about those things and uh, makes the small tweaks and adjustments that are necessary, I have confidence in him to do that. Well, let's hope so. Uh, so let me ask you in the uh, in the bullshit department. <laughs> you know where I'm going. Well, you're asking the right guy then. <laughs> you, you know where I'm going. Oh, is this a uh, Javon Holland? Yeah, you believe in Javon Holland at all? <laughs> huh? I I'm not even sure he was putting that out there to really be taken seriously. I think he was pretty. Uh, it, it seemed like he was just very much joking about it. Like he was, everyone knows what he meant. And then he's just kind of like having fun with it at, at this point. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think he was even laughing when it was first brought up, like, yeah, you know, and then he's just giving you this, uh, this uh, little bullshit, uh, anecdote on how he just happened to be kicking rocks outside at the same time that it happened. He had no idea. I, I'm pretty sure he wasn't even uh, saying that to be taken seriously, like if he was really denying it. But all right, all, just, all just own up to it, bro. Just say, hey, man, I'm having fun with it. He doesn't want to be here. Kick rocks. We love it exactly. here in Miami. That's it. Yeah. Roll with it, even baby. Tell, Come on. You can even tell the way – the way um, uh, at the end of that uh, answer with uh, with Josh Moser from uh, Channel Seven, and he he just uh, goes, "Oh, but I, I wish him the best, though," or, or whatever he said, and you could tell there was uh, like like a tone to it that uh, <laughs> he didn't necessarily truly wish him the best. Of course not, dude. I mean, give me a. I I I hope Javon Holland knows that none of us believe one. Well, most of us, at least, there are naive people out there 
But most of us don't believe one single word he was saying yesterday. <laughs> we know what he meant, and that's fine, dude. I have no, I have no problem. Listen, see, here's where I went against Jaws. Because when Jaws was saying, oh, well, you know, I heard down there that some of those guys weren't dedicated and the guys are complaining that, you know, they, they like to party. Uh, dude, uh, it's Jalen Ramsey and Javon Holland. Uh, no, sorry, buddy. <laughs> That's where I'm defending Javon Holland. He's not that dude either. He's not hanging out in South Beach. He's not the guy that's chasing ass all over the place and, you know, has uh, five baby mamas and all kinds of – no, no, that's not Javon Holland, bro. Javon Holland is all business, and he's as pro as it gets. And, by the way, so is Jalen Ramsey. So, to me, that's where I'm going to defend Holland against Jaws. But then at the same time, I'm going to say, Javon, come on, bro. Don't give me this bullshit. <laughs> you told him to kick rocks, and that's good. I got no problem with that. Yeah. And I answered a question from a, from a reader uh, about that exactly, those comments from Jaworski on our uh, Dolphins Q&A that, that I published uh, yesterday morning. And basically I said the same thing, We're, and we spoke about it as well. You look at the guys who uh, were saying something. We know publicly – Jalen Ramsey throughout the season, uh, he was open about that. He didn't like how he was used. Uh, he wanted to be used more, in fact. So he was he was really arguing the opposite, not that he needed to work less or needed more time to party or anything like that. Javon Holland was a captain uh, in year two as a professional. So that's not the guy that you question as far as his commitment, his work ethic, uh-huh. uh, you know. Yeah, sometimes he's like trolling us in the media and stuff, or like turns down interviews as far as like some like like other aspects of of being a professional athlete. But as far as his work ethic and uh, what he he gives you on the field, um, and just that dog factor that he has, uh, th- that's not where uh, where you question Javon Holland. And then Cam Smith with the unlocked emoji, and obviously he was buried on the depth chart in Fangio's doghouse all year. Maybe with him, just because we don't know, he was a rookie. Uh, and and maybe it didn't click very well with him in, in his first year as a professional right. working with Fangio, and we just really don't know what uh, what was really going on with him. But uh, yeah, th- that's maybe really the only one, and then maybe just a different uh, tone in the locker room, different setting, different coaching style could uh, could resonate with him uh, to get get him going as a professional. So. Uh, he was really the only one that you look at, and then maybe it was draw was Jaws hearing that from Fangio, who was taking one player, and maybe if it was Cam Smith, and then saying it uh, like if it like if it was the whole locker room or whole defensive side, sort of exaggerating the case, or uh, or was Fangio sort of uh, maybe like making generalizations about okay, oh well, th- those are young players, they're in Miami, all they wanted to do was party when he probably had no idea what they were doing in their own time, whether they were partying or going home to actually get some rest and watching film and studying and doing all this so they're ready for the next day. Um, so, or Jaworski just exaggerating the case on his end to, uh, to back right. up uh, his guy. So yeah, there's a lot of different things that could have gone on there. I'm going to go with the latter on that one. I'm going to go with Jaworski doesn't know jack shit because he doesn't know anybody down <laughs> here. He's full of crap. His old ass doesn't know anybody down it's here. It's Fangio's side. It's Fangio's side that he's – That's all. That's all. There. He's the yeah. Philly guy taking the Philly homer approach and protecting Fangio and the decision and all that. And and it's not, it's not like anybody's going to follow up and go chase Jaws. He's not important to the big picture in the process. So, yeah, it's – yeah, it is what it is. All right, so what do you got going on the Sun Sentinel so folks can check you out, my friend? 
Yeah, just uh, well, going into this weekend, uh, pretty open. So I'll just keep my eyes off for defensive coordinator updates. Something could happen this weekend. We know uh, interviews were going at least through today. So um, uh, and I'm seeing an update now on Twitter. They, Anthony Weaver, he's still in the mix uh, from a Baltimore reporter, uh, as John Harbaugh said in a press conference. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so a lot still going on on defensive coordinator. And then, uh, yeah, just – taking it from there, uh, depending on what happens. And then I still got some stories in the back pocket uh, that I haven't put out there since back when we had locker cleanout days. So defensive coordinator getting uh, reporting ways, uh, the whole search opening up that put everything else uh, that backed up everything. So um, I'll still have some stuff going uh, uh, later on and then some draft prep later in the off season. All right. Good stuff. Follow him on Twitter at David Ferronis underscore David as always. Thank you, my brother. We will catch up on uh, on uh, Tuesday, right? Yes, Tuesday. Yeah, or are we switching to Mondays now? Or is it Monday? Mondays, yes. We'll catch up on, on Monday, I think we'll it is. Mondays? Yes. All right. All right, my yes, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Have a great weekend. Thank you, you too. You got it. There you go. The great David Ferronis. That's right. Mondays and Thursdays he's going to be joining us now. And uh, don't forget Welton Rayom, bankruptcy, homeowner property damage, condo damage, criminal defense, business owner claims, commercial litigation, personal injury, and I tell you this all the time, and I, I talked to Jeff yesterday. A couple of you called. One of you has a case. One of you didn't have a case. Uh, well, you had a case. The only thing is he got you to somebody that could help you, which was great. And I always tell you, you, maybe something happened to you a week ago, a month ago, six months ago, a year ago, and you don't know if you have a case or not. Well, you got to ask first. And the consultation is completely free, so pick up the phone, 954 966 4646. Call my guy Jeff Welt at Welton Rayom and explain your situation. And Jeff's going to say whether you have a case or you don't. Or if he even can't help you, he's going to find somebody that can help you. 954 966 4646. Save it. You may not need it now, but you oh, unfortunately, you might need it a month from now, six months from now when hurricane season is here. You never know, folks. Welton Rayom, 954 954- 966-4646.